Registration for the Pickle Juice Drinking Contest is now open. A radio station in Canada played Rage Against the Machine on a loop, and a mystery rocket crashed into the moon, and no one is owning up to it. Who shot that rocket? These are the weird stories for Weird AF News for Thursday. That's right. Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. Yes, I have weird news from around the world. For you. For your enjoyment. The pickle juice drinking contest registration is now open, you pickle maniacs. The Picklesburg Pickle Juice Drinking Contest registration is open. It's taking place in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Did you guys know about this pickle juice drinking contest? Do you even like pickle juice? I do, because I enjoy picklebacks. Well, if you like drinking pickle juice, this is three days of pickle juice drinking. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I figured a pickle juice drinking contest would last just one afternoon, you know, kind of like the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Nope, nope. Three days of pickle juice drinking. Uh, registration opened yesterday. The contest runs all three days of the festival from July 15th through July 17th. The winner will take home $500 in grand prize money and will be crowned the mayor of Picklesburg. Oh, that seems like the coolest part of all. To be crowned mayor of Picklesburg? It's ah, a nice title. Uh, if you're interested, organizers urge you to sign up very quickly because the slots are limited and they tend to fill up very quickly. A lot of people want to be crowned the new mayor of Picklesburg, apparently. Register on the site picklesburg.com. Berg is B-U-R-G-H. I went to the website to get some additional information. Uh, there's a question here. Is this real, this pickle festival? And the website answers gleefully, yes, it is. Picklesburg is very real, and we're about to celebrate the seventh year, which is kind of a big deal. <laughs> this annual festival showcases downtown Pittsburgh's pickled history and culinary ingenuity. Was, is Pittsburgh known for pickles? I was unaware. I know they're known for those sandwiches with the french fries inside. Oh, those are so good. Okay, it says here, this is a culinary celebration that goes beyond the dill pickle to include international dishes, prepared foods, and artisan cocktails that featured pickled ingredients. An embrace of the farm-to-table movement and the rising popularity of canning. A selection of handcrafted foods and artisan cocktails from local restaurants, merchandise, such as pickled goods, books, and do-it-yourself products. You're wondering, do I need to buy tickets to attend the festival? No, admission is completely free. Food, drinks, and merchandise are available for purchase at the event. You might be wondering, what about the kids? Is there an activity area for the kids? Yes, there is. It's called Little Jerkins Kids Activity Area. And it's presented by the Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. There's a lot of activities for the children. They could be downing some picklebacks as well, it sounds like. Where is the pickle juice drinking contest? What's the prize? How do I sign up? Well, let me go to that page here. Let's find out. Where do you sign up? How much is it to register? Uh, think you've got what it takes to come out on top in the pickle juice drinking contest. This year's competition presented by the Pittsburgh Pickle Company and hosted by Yajagoff is more briny than ever as contestants compete for honor, glory, and pickled pride. Contestants will compete in 10 
preliminary rounds on Friday, July 15th, and Saturday, July 16th, with winners of each round moving on to compete in the championship round Sunday the 17th. The winner of the championship gets 500 buckos and is called the 2022 Mayor of Picklesburg. All right. Uh, it doesn't say that uh, registration costs anything, so it looks like for free you guys can get in on this. It's pretty cool, man. Now, the contest is 18+. plus. I'm sorry, kids. All contestants will be provided with one jar of pickle juice, which is about one quart. The contestant who finishes the jar of pickle juice first will be declared the winner of that round and will move on. Contestants who excessively spill or regurgitate the pickle juice will be disqualified immediately. How about that? Don't regurgitate. Get that pickle juice down, guys. Now, in the event of a tie in the final round, it says here... They will have a drink-off against the tying contestants to determine a winner. I gotta tell you, I love weird stuff like this. Strange contests, strange festivals, I'm all about it. And uh, if I had a budget, I would be, I would go here and I would participate. I absolutely would. But, uh, you know, we gotta build up to that. So, how do you build up to that, Jonesy? Oh, good question, I'm glad you asked. Join my Patreon, that's how we build up to it. Patreon.com slash WeirdAFNews. Support the show so we can grow the program. Get Jonesy maybe a studio of some sort. Although I kind of like the closet. It's, uh, It's quaint. A Canadian radio station yesterday played a Rage Against the Machine song nonstop. Many hours of the same Rage Against the Machine song. I love Rage Against the Machine. I've seen them live. Big fan. Early yesterday morning, someone at a pop and soft rock station in Vancouver, Canada, began playing the song Killing in the Name of by Rage Against the Machine. This is what's funny about it. It's a soft rock station in Canada. (laughs) So sweet. Imagine a soft rock station in Canada. The sweetest people listening to soft rock. You know, we like our air supply in Chicago and the Eagles. Nope, nope, you're getting Killing in the Name of all day. By midday yesterday, the song had played hundreds of times on the KISS Radio 104.9 FM station, prompting online speculation that the singular choice was a protest against layoffs by the parent company Rogers Sports and Media. So it looks like they laid off some of their DJs, perhaps? Industry insiders, however, argued... This was a stunt, a a publicity stunt. And at the same time, it was signaling what's called a format change at the station. They're switching over from soft rock to alternative rock. And it's not uncommon to do this, what's called stunting in the radio business. I did a little research on this to find out, is this a special case? No, it happens quite often. But I'd imagine Rage Against the Machine, eh, not so often. I mean, killing in the name of, this is very, <laughs> if you do not like hard rock whatsoever, this is a song that'll just really put you off. And it's really because of the outro of the song. Those of you who know, uh, the outro of the song is basically Zach De La Roca just screaming, F you, I won't do what you tell me, over and over again. <laughs> F you, I won't do what you tell me. F you. I won't do what you tell me. Over and over again. Uh, now, now, if you're expecting some soft rock, 
Maybe you're expecting some Jimmy Buffett. Maybe you're a parrot head. You're like, let me get some of that Buffett on. Let me get on the soft rock. Maybe here's some Margaritaville. Stepped on a pop top. No, it's F you. I won't do what you tell me over and over again. Here you go. Another hilarious aspect of the stunting with Rage Against the Machine yesterday is the call-ins. People were calling in saying, hey, I have a request. Would you be able to help me out? Radio station says, yes, sure, sure. This is an all-request station. What would you like? The caller said, you you happen to have any rage against the machine? And to which the DJ replies, "Mm, I'm not sure. I'll have to look into the catalog. Oh, it looks like we do have one. The caller says, awesome, thanks. And then back into killing in the name of, I mean, this is after they were playing it. How hilarious is that? On Twitter, somebody gave a play-by-play where a woman called the station asking, Can you play anything other than Rage Against the Machine, please? To which the DJ said, Hold on, let me see if I can play anything other than... Which is the beginning of... Killing in the name of... I just love the idea of people calling a soft rock station and asking to hear Celine Dion. And then they just get some of those that work forces, a lot of saint that burn crosses. I just love, love singing Rage Against the Machine. It's definitely one of my go-tos at karaoke. This song in particular is, um, depending on the venue, because you definitely drop the F-bomb many times. Many times, like I'm looking at the lyrics here. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. There's like, I mean, you're saying the f-bomb like twenty-five, thirty times in this song. So it's not for every karaoke venue. <laughs> you got to kind of like gauge the crowd first. Certainly not for a soft rock station. It's going to be a big surprise listening to soft rock, and you get this one. Now, as I mentioned earlier, this is a tactic. That's uh, PR related. Uh, The whole point of stunting is to get as many ears on the station as possible as you are about to make a transition in your format. Uh, This is in the hopes that when you make the change, enough people stick around and become long-term listeners of your station. And surely a Rage Against the Machine song on this soft rock station was uh, an appropriate choice because... This thing, this was shared in social media, this story. I mean, we're talking about it here on Weird AF News. I mean, this was, people sent me this. Uh, so obviously it got some eyeballs and, and earballs. Earballs? Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. A mystery rocket has crashed into the moon, and no one is owning up to it. Nobody on Earth, at least. It's the sound of science! (laughs) Don't you love science? Let's learn a little bit about rockets and the moon and NASA. NASA scientists are pretty baffled right now by a mystery spacecraft that crashed into the moon. It created two large craters. They don't know who did this. The rocket has been tracked through space since 2015, but no one has claimed it. It was traveling at more than five kilometers a second when it hit the moon's surface March 4th of this year. NASA posted some images 
of the craters from their lunar reconnaissance orbiter. That's hard to say, but I did it. Here's a quote from a scientist from NASA. Surprisingly, the crater is actually two craters. An eastern crater, that's 18 millimeters in diameter, superimposed on a western crater, that's 16 millimeters in diameter. It's a double crater. The double crater was unexpected and might indicate that the body had large masses at each end. Typically, a spent rocket has mass concentrated at the motor end. The rest of the rocket stage mainly consists of an empty fuel tank. Since the origin of the rocket body remains uncertain, the double nature of this crater may indicate its identity. Are you saying it's not aliens? Oh, man, I want it to be aliens. Oh, they have an amateur astrologist in this article. Oh, an amateur astrologist will definitely say that this is aliens. The amateur astrologist first pointed the finger at SpaceX. Oh, yeah, you know that guy, Musk. He's using the intergalactic area as his own playground, blasting all sorts of stuff up there. Maybe this is his doing. The amateur astrologist then recalculated that it was likely to be from a 2014 China Chinese lunar mission. China has contested this, saying that booster had safely entered the Earth's atmosphere and was completely incinerated. It did not land on the moon, as this astronomer indicated. Now, in case you're wondering, there are hundreds of pieces of debris on the surface of the moon. I'd imagine there's, you know, candy wrappers and empty Mountain Dew bottles as well. We've pretty much polluted all the area around says here there are lunar landers, pieces of astronauts' waste in Ziploc bags as well. Oh boy, sounds like you can call that intergalactic poopy. Rocket boosters from the Apollo missions left a number of craters some 40 yards wide on the moon, while in 2019, Israel's crashed Bereshit spacecraft scattered debris on the lunar surface as well. At least 47 NASA rocket bodies have created spacecraft impacts on the moon, according to 26 data from the Arizona State University. However, its scientists say no other rocket body impacts on the moon created any double craters. This double crater is a big time mystery. Now, as far as countries sending missions to the moon, we have Japan, South Korea, Russia, India and the United Arab Emirates sending them over the next year. The U.S. plans to, to land the first woman there in 2024. Fabulous! That's how bad it's gotten in the U.S. that a lady has to go up to the moon to have an abortion. <laughs> yeah, I went there, guys. Hey, 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 I had a vasectomy. Okay, I'm trying to be part of the solution here. Meanwhile, if you or anyone you know is responsible for this double crater on the moon, please call Weird AF News, 646-450-2012. You better own up to this shite. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Know your enemy! Do you know your enemy? Yes, I know my enemy! They're the teachers who taught me to fight me. Oh, man, it's going to be a rage kind of day today. I'm just feeling it. 
feeling it. I might have to rewatch that YouTube entire. Oh, it's on YouTube. So good. The entire Rage Against the Machine performance at the 1999 Woodstock Fest. So good. It's so good. If you're going to watch any live Rage show, watch that one. They're like at their prime right there, man. Crushing it. So good. I want to thank those of you who sent me that story. That's right. That was a really good one. Uh, you guys can always send me stuff to my email address, funnyjones at gmail.com. It's also my Instagram, funnyjones. That's my Instagram. You can DM me stories as well. Uh, I left the phone number if you want to call the joint. I might uh, publish a couple phone calls after this. I'm going to check the mailbox and see if there's any quality messages in there from my lovely weirdos. Yes, yes, my lovely weirdos. If you guys want to support Weird AF News because you dig it, you want to help me out, tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend to uh, to listen to the, the Weird AF News podcast. It's available on every podcast player, including YouTube. How about that? That's right, guys. Just trying to make myself available. That's right. For your listening pleasure. And the listening pleasure of your friends, loved ones, arresting officers, whatever you're dealing with in your orbit. Tell them about Weird AF News. Spread the word. Spread the weirdo gospel. That's right, guys. I'm building a cult. I'm just kidding. I don't support cults or cult-like behavior whatsoever. I'm anti-cult. All right. Well, today's Thursday. That means tomorrow's Friday. As you know, we do Florida Fridays. All the weird news from this week from the state of Florida only. If you want to send me Florida stories, you know what to do. We'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday. I'm very excited.